Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, hoop ballers. Are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, hoop ball has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at IrisSilverMagic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. Before we begin the show, we want to bring you a message from our friends at MyBookie. I hope you guys feasted up on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? No, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are, we know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Especially if you're going to bet against the Pittsburgh Steelers because they look awful right now. Anyways, whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today, find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code HOOPBALL to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to $1,000. The terms are simple. You put in the $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come on in and join the fun and win some cash while you're at it. The following is a HoopBall presentation. What is up, everybody, and welcome to a Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls postgame episode. A really tough one for the Bulls tonight as they lose by two to the Los Angeles Lakers, 117-115 at the Staples Center. A very encouraging loss, if you can say that, given the fact that the Bulls only had eight players available. They had nine coming into the game, assuming that they weren't going to play Adam Makoka, and they ended up having to play Adam Makoka. But Otto Porter Jr. left in the first half with back spasms, did not return. He only played six minutes in the game. So the Bulls had seven of their guys play over 25 minutes. And I'll tell you what, Zach Levine, when he gets in a groove, can carry a team. He finished with 38 points on 14 of 22 shooting, 4 of 7 from beyond the arc. 
Zach Levine scored 21 points in the first half and had 19 points in the first quarter. Made his first eight shots. He scored half of his total points in the first quarter. When you score half of your total points in the first quarter and you end up with 38, that's one heck of a quarter. And Zach Levine is proving that he can command the offense within this system. He can be aggressive. He can stand out beyond the arc and drill a three. He can handle the ball if need be. He is turning into a much better ball distributor. And even though the Bulls want Kobe White to be their true point guard, both of these guys are showing that they can handle the point. Maybe White not as well as Levine at this point. White had a very hot second quarter, but other than that, he only had 14 points in the game. Wendell Carter Jr. played with a lot of confidence tonight, which was really, really nice to see. He scored 23 points. He was even on the plus-minus, 9 of 15 shooting, 7 boards. Wendell Carter Jr. is really starting to come into his own, really all across the board. I feel like he's getting comfortable running the offense from the high post. He's posting up better. His jump shot looks better, and he's not forcing himself to have to go out and shoot threes. You can develop that shot over time, but right now it's not necessary for Wendell Carter Jr. to do that. And he's just playing more comfortably, and that's what you want from a third-year guy. You want a third-year post player to feel comfortable, to feel like he understands the offense, to feel like he can do whatever it is that he's assigned to do. And that comes with coaching. And I think Billy Donovan is a huge part of why this Bulls team, even at 4-6 and six right now, his coaching is why they're playing with a lot of confidence. It's why you feel encouraged even in losses. And look, your last two losses have been by 4 and 2 points. The Kings front court and the Lakers front court were the difference in these ball games. LeBron was LeBron. 28 points on 11 of 21 shooting. He was a plus 9, 7 boards, 7 assists. But LeBron missed all 5 three-point shots that he took. He only got to the line 8 times. However, the Lakers had 5 different players in double figures and had 4 or 5 starters that were in double figures. Montrez Harrell was a beast off the bench. Even though he was a minus 11, he had 17 points and 14 rebounds. The Bulls had no answer for him down low. And Montrez Harrell really isn't a guy that can play that far away from the basket. Yeah, he makes the occasional jump shot, but of the guys that you have out there, he's not the guy that I expect to dominate you. Now, the Lakers, and for those of you that didn't watch our halftime update video, what are you doing, first off? No, I'm totally kidding. I completely understand if you didn't watch the halftime update video. But the Lakers didn't have Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and they didn't have Anthony Davis. So they didn't have two of their starters, and moreover, they didn't have their second-leading scorer and their leading rebounder. But Montrez Harrell, off the bench, very much like he was with the Clippers over the past couple of years, he finds a way to make an impact in the biggest of ways. Wes Matthews starts in place of Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He scores 14 points on 4 of 8 from beyond the arc. Wes Matthews at this point is a three-point specialist. If you take eight shots and all of them are three-pointers, you're a three-point specialist. Even though he didn't make a huge impact offensively, Mark Gasol had four blocks. And I got to tell you, I forgot until we did our pregame pod 
earlier today with Ethan and JC from Hoopball Lakers, I forgot that Marcus Gasol was even on the Lakers. Like, seriously, I forgot that he was on the Lakers, and I realized he wanted to follow in his older brother Pau's footsteps and go play in Los Angeles and win a title there, even though he did win a title in Toronto. The Bulls looked great in the first half. They had a lead in the first half as large as 10, and the Lakers whittled it down and eventually took the lead going into halftime. Kyle Kuzma for Los Angeles was really a non-factor other than the three-pointer that he made to end the half. He only had six points in the ballgame, and he took just five shots. Three of them three-pointers, he made two of them. So he's a guy that's being phased out for Los Angeles. Talon Horton Tucker, somebody I didn't really know a whole lot about. Three of five, nine points in 20 minutes. The second-year guard out of Iowa State playing some really solid basketball. The Lakers are a really fundamentally sound team. This is not just LeBron and Anthony Davis. This is a relatively deep team. And it's encouraging to see the Bulls hang with the defending NBA champions. They played well enough to win tonight. They were really shorthanded, but they played well enough to win. One guy I really want to give a shout-out to because he is playing well in categories outside of the scoring column is Patrick Williams. He had four steals tonight, eight rebounds in 34 minutes. His plus-minus was even, but Patrick Williams is making a big impact on both ends of the floor. He is going to be a really good player, and he is going to be, dare I say it, very much like a Draymond Green type of player albeit without the same type of attitude. But in terms of what he does, he's a guy that can play positionless basketball. You can really have him play anywhere from two through five because he's that good of an athlete. He plays elite defense. He's a great rebounder, and he'll learn to score. He's only 19 years old. Now, he did have five fouls tonight, but again, you're going to end up getting guys in foul trouble when you're really only playing eight guys. Wendell Carter Jr. had four. Thad Young had four. And I want to talk about Thad Young a little bit too because this is a guy that I think a lot of Bulls fans, myself included, thought should be traded whenever the moment was right. Thad Young was brought in last year to help this team compete for a playoff spot. Obviously, the Bulls were nowhere close to competing for a playoff spot last season. And Thad Young, at $13.5 million, is somebody that you want to trade as soon as you can. Trade him to a contender. But since he's been back, Thad Young has been a big influence on Patrick Williams. He's been a big influence on Wendell Carter Jr. He is serving as a mentor on the floor and on the bench. And on the floor, he's playing pretty darn well. 15 points on 7 of 12 shooting tonight, 7 rebounds and 5 assists. This is what you wanted from Thad Young when you brought him in last year. Now, he's not going to make as big of an impact on a team like this as he would on a contender, but he's still finding a way to make a significant impact on the team and on the core players of this team, which I think we can agree at this point are Patrick Williams, Wendell Carter Jr., Zach Levine, and Kobe White. I want to throw Laurie Markkinen in there, but I'm not ready to yet because we haven't seen him play for a while, first because of the calf injury and now because of COVID protocol. I still need to see Laurie Markkinen with an extended stretch of time with consistent play before I can lump him in. And the reason I say that 
is that of the five guys that I mentioned, including him, he's the only one not under contract for next year. And I do believe that the Bulls are going to offer Wendell Carter Jr. an extension if he continues to play the way that he has over the past couple of ball games. I like the way that he's developing. I like the way that his role is being carved out amongst this club. We haven't seen enough of Laurie Markkinen in this Billy Donovan system to say anything about that yet. And when he does come back, how are his minutes going to be distributed? What is he going to look like amongst a group that has gelled really well together in his absence? Who gets shifted to the bench? Does he go to the bench? Does Otto Porter Jr. go to the bench? That might be a moot point if Otto Porter Jr. doesn't end up coming back for a while. We know that he is injury-prone. Back spasms, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play Sunday night against the Clippers. But we're going to see. I think that there is a lot of encouraging signs that we saw in tonight's ball game, But we also have to recognize that for a team to take the next step, you need to be able to finish the job. And the Bulls did not finish the job. Los Angeles was just simply a better team down the stretch. They had a one-point lead at halftime. They only won by two, but the Lakers shot over 50% from the field. They were over 40% from three. They made 12 threes. Bulls made 10 threes. It's a six-point difference. Bulls shot over 50% from the field. But it's just the little things here and there, and I think with a LeBron team, and it's not just LeBron, it's the whole team, LeBron teams get to the free throw line more. LeBron, and I'm not trying to sound like a guy that's complaining or has sour grapes or anything. LeBron teams get to the line more because he gets the calls. The Lakers were 23 of 27 at the free throw line. The Bulls were 13 of 14. Both percentages were great. The Lakers got to the line 13 more times than the Bulls did. The Lakers had nine more free throw makes than the Bulls had free throw attempts. Now, they also only had 10 more free throw makes than the Bulls had free throw makes. But still, when you talk about those disparities, that's what makes a difference. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back to wrap it up after this here on the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. Support for Hoop Ball comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. That's why the revolutionary company Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. Even if you do feel like giving a gift after Christmas is over, totally fine, no judgment. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. 
Okay, I have alopecia, which is a hair loss disease, so I don't use a trimmer, period. But if I did use one down below, it would definitely come from Manscaped. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant in your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, which also includes all three pointers shot by Wendell Carter Jr., I'm thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The Perfect Package also will come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Welcome on back to the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast post-game edition. Bulls fall 117-115 to the Los Angeles Lakers at the Staples Center in L.A. Going over a couple of final stats. Bulls had the advantage in fast break points 13-7. Bulls were a plus 20 on points in the paint. 62-42. That's awesome. I mean, the Bulls are showing that they can score in the paint. And they're doing a better job of defending in the paint. It's still an issue, but they're doing a better job. Again, it's a progression. Baby steps. Bulls were at plus two in the turnover margin. Lakers turned the ball over 15 times. Bulls just 13. Patrick Williams on his own had four steals. So the Bulls doing a much better job on the defensive end as a whole, whether it be field goal percentage defense or on-ball defense. Bulls just in general are doing a better job. And that's a really good thing to see. Bulls were only minus one in the rebounding margin. Lakers 42-41 in that category. Bulls had 23 fouls. Lakers had only 15. 23 fouls is big. It is something that makes a difference. That's how you end up getting that many more opportunities at the free throw line. But just in general, this is a better coach team. This is a team that really likes playing together. This is a team that has a really good mix of young guys and veterans. I think the addition of Garrett Temple has been fantastic. Garrett Temple is somebody that can lead in the locker room. He's somebody that can serve as a mentor. Same with Thad Young. And that's what you need on a developing team. You don't need guys that are necessarily going to be the stars of the show you just need guys that can contribute in the roles that they're assigned to contribute in and help the guys that are supposed to be the stars develop into those stars. This is the best version of Zach Levine that we have seen of him in a Bulls uniform. Kobe White is making a leap in his second year. This is the best version of Wendell Carter Jr., at least in the first couple of games of this year, that we've seen. And Patrick Williams is in it for the long haul in this organization. The Bulls drafted him four overall for a reason. 
he's proving why he's going to be a major part of this franchise for years to come. It is encouraging watching the Bulls play basketball right now. The wins will come. And just to give you a bit of a comparative idea, these three games on this road trip, you have a three-point win over Portland, a four-point loss to Sacramento, and a two-point loss to Los Angeles. What would last year's Bulls team have done? Would they have won any of these three games? Would their losses have been by one or two possessions? Or would the Bulls have gotten blown out by 20 against the Lakers and potentially by 20 against the Blazers? Would they have kept it close against the Kings? You can talk about differences in schematics all you want. The Bulls had checked out on Jim Boylan. It was abundantly clear. And it was clear to everybody that watched the team that he was an incompetent head coach. This is the type of basketball right now that you play when you have somebody coaching you that knows what they're doing. The Bulls made the biggest upgraded head coach from what their previous head coach was to their current head coach of any team that made a coaching change this offseason. I sincerely believe that. Not just because the Bulls' standard was so low with Jim Boylan, but because Billy Donovan is that good of a basketball coach. I am not going to say that the best coaching hire this offseason was Doc Rivers. The only reason Doc Rivers was even out there is because the Clippers blew a lead in the Western Conference semifinals against the Denver Nuggets. Clippers win that series. Doc Rivers is still the coach of the LA Clippers. But Doc Rivers had a track record of blowing 3-1 series leads in the playoffs while at the helm of the Clippers. And that's why he is no longer in Los Angeles. Steve Nash is a completely unproven commodity. And right now you're seeing that the Brooklyn Nets are enduring star fatigue. Kyrie Irving is once again being Kyrie Irving. And Kevin Durant is out because of COVID protocol. Steve Nash is a first-year head coach. I'm not sure that he knows how to handle stuff like this, at least from a coach's perspective. Steven Silas has a mess on his hands in Houston with James Harden trying to get his way out of town by any means necessary. And Stan Van Gundy's a good coach, but I just love what the Bulls did with Billy Donovan. This is a guy that was a proven winner in the NBA, a proven winner in college, and is showing right now why he can lead the Bulls back to prominence. It is going to take a while, but what these games have shown you is that the Bulls are going to compete every night. And compared to what you saw in the post-Tom Thibodeau era Bulls, the Fred Hoiberg, Jim Boylan Bulls, it is a welcome sign to see the Bulls competing at a high level again. Every night out, it feels like they have a chance. And at this point in this franchise's arc, that's all you can ask for. Develop it the right way, and the wins will come. This has been another presentation of the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast on the Hoop Ball Network. Want to thank our sponsors at MyBookie and Manscaped for their continued support, not only of this podcast, but of the entire Hoop Ball Network. Bulls' next game is once again in the Staples Center on Sunday against the Los Angeles Clippers. We are going to have Brandon Marcus from the Hoop Ball Clippers podcast on to preview that matchup. The Clippers, by the way, had an epic collapse against the Golden State Warriors tonight. Steph Curry went off again, 
And the Warriors came back from a 22-point deficit. They had a 26-4 run at one point in the third quarter. Absolutely insane. So we'll talk about the Clippers with Brandon on Saturday. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast. Bulls lose 117-115 to the Lakers to fall to 4-6 and six on the season. Lakers improve to 7-3. and three. Good night from the City of Angels. This has been a Hoopball presentation. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast. If you've made it this far, stick around for a little while longer. Do you like free stuff? Everybody loves free stuff. What's the stuff? The Bruise Letter is back. Oh, yes, back and fresh for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. And also, folks, we've got to tell you about the Fantasy Pass. Fantasy draft season is over, and you Bruski 150'd your way to a hell of a team. But the season has just begun. The Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 per month. And now that we're into the regular season, there's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it, but it's always nice to have that option. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you all can hang out with HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.